0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dafa Shavua, Mesechus Chagiga, Daf Test. I want to thank our rabbinic intern, Binyamin Pfeiffer, for the excellent share last week. I want to deal with an issue that a number of you have asked me, and it relates as well to this Daf as we continue to talk about the Chagiga and the possible Tashlumim of missing the Chagiga, which we'll come back to, and how that applies to Tashlumim in general. Our relevance today is in the area of tefillah. If a person misses a davening, whether you could make it up. And the question that was posed to me is, Bismarck, hazeh? is there any issue of being Ola Larega? Now, there's a lot to say about this. I just want to give you some brief highlights. I actually waited to focus on this issue until I was taking a trip to Eretz last week. Now, the question actually is, not only a question, Bisman HaZeh. I pointed out in the beginning of the Masechta that according to some of the Rishonim, based on the Gemara, that even Bizman hamigdash, she had to own property in Eretz Yisrael in order to ascend, at least to be chayiv, to ascend as the chayiv of Ololarega. But clearly, there were many who lived outside of Eretz Yisrael, whether it was a chayiv or not a chayiv, that yearned to get close to Eretz Yisrael. Whether they would be chayev to bring the karban, whether it would be a Kiyam of a mitzvah, that's a much more subtle discussion. But what I wanted to point out today was an incredible statement. It is an incredible statement from the Ran. The Ran is living in Spain in the 14th century. It was the posik of his dar. There were questions that came to him from all over the place. And this you find in his parish Amasechis Tanis that I've been holding on to, Daf Beis Amid Aleph, it's based on the Gemara and Tanis Daf Yud, but the pages of the Ran follow the Rif, so the different pages on the pages of the Gemara. And he makes the statement that we see today that there are people that are going from Spain to Eretz for the Shalash Rigola. Incredible. In a similar approach... And in explaining the basis of this, not as a chiyuv, is the maharit. The maharit in chelik Aleph Simon Kufla The maharit is the son of the mabit. You should always remember the maharit and the mabit. Who was born, the, ma, the maharit was born in Eretz Yisrael, 1568, in Svat. He dies in Chutzlaris because he went as the head of the yeshiva in Svat to collect money, and he ends up dying. I think it was in Turkey where he passed away. And he talks about Jews from all over the world that would come to be Ola Laregul. And the Siba, the reason that he gives for it, he says that the Jews, according to the Medrash, are compared to a Yonah. And apparently a Yonah, a Yonah never forgets his home always returns to his home. And that's why we desire and yearn, especially during the Shalash Rigolim, to be in Eretz Yisrael. And this all explains, and this is how it gets into the Ran, why Eretz Yisrael, continues to wait until Zion Mar Remember, Ameri- Israel needs the rain right away, even during Sukkot. So during Sukkot is a uh, uh, klala. We learned this in Masechastanis. But right after Sukkot, it needs the rain. But the, originally, because of those from Chutzlar that came and they had to reach the far reaches of Nahar Pras, the request for rain was delayed 14 days. The Ran explains, and this Maharit is very consistent, that the for the concern of the Ola the Olam from Kutzlar, it supplies a even after the Chorban. This discussion actually finds its way into a chuva Moshe. Again, we don't have time now for the entire discussion, and I think I will be giving a shear at some point, maybe Pesach time on this whole topic. She loses Igros Moshi or De Beis. The first part of this truth is actually more well-known, where Ramosha talks about the kiyom for living in Eretz Yisrael, even if one doesn't accept that it's a Khiv to live in Eretz Yisrael. And then he talks about that being ola l'regel, bazman hazeh, is not a Khiv, Even according to the opinion that we learned a couple of weeks ago, that one is not required to bring a karbon; just the re'iyah itself is enough. Reb Moshe says, it's not today from a Chiyiv perspective, but people do it, and he celebrates it. Going back to the times of the Gaonim and the stories about Rav Haigon, he used to be Ola it's because of the Ga'aguim, Lavinion, Sion V'Rishulayim, Aidei Mashiach, Zedkenu. It's a reflection of our yearnings. Today, of course, we have this tremendous chus to not just yearn, but to see as much as possible debate about whether one is of course allowed to go up to Harabayas, which we're not going to discuss right now raf tukashinsky and his incredible safer we quoted from raf tukashinsky a lot when it came to Hilchos avelis but in his incredible safer better shisro he talks about even before we had access to Yerushalayim, there were people that would go into the surrounding areas overlooking Yerushalayim especially during the Shalash Rigolim, just to gain the spiritual access to the Makam Hamigdash, And there you could look into the Sefer, Rav Tukashinsky, Irak Kodesh Hamigdash Chela Perik Yud Very beautiful insights there, and we'll continue this discussion as we go through The Mishnah discusses the Tashlumim that's possible, the makeup that's possible for a carbon Chagiga throughout the Chag, up to and including Shemini Atzer. So while we treat Shemini Atzer as like a separate Chag, it does not have its own Chagiga, but you still could make up the Chagiga if missed from the beginning of the Chag. Pesach, we have the entire Pesach to bring it. Shavuos, we actually have the days after of Shavuos as well. But I want to bring this Halacha masa. The Pesach that's quoted is that although Tashlumen is a possibility, there is a certain point where Tashlomim is no longer possible, where you can make it up. And then you enter Kohelas Perak Pasuktesvav Pasuk Tesvav of Meuvas the Chesron Loyuchalah, Lehimanos, That a twisted thing can no longer be made right. Now in the Mishnah, Reb Shimon ben Yochai mentions that this application, before we come back to Tvila relates to Talmud Torah. A Talmud Chacham haparish I believe what Rebbe Shimon Yochai is pointing out here is that while tefillah is something that could be made up and we do have the concept of tshuva regarding other mitzvahs but when it comes to Talmud Torah although one could do tshuva for not learning Torah like we could do for any other mitzvah the lost possibility can never be recaptured. Those moments of Torah that were lost can never be recaptured. So not everything will fall under the realm of tashlum and possibility. What I would say to qualify this very dramatic statement, if my interpretation is correct, is a mission that we have in Pirkei Avos. And the mission in Pirkei Avos, when it tells us Rabbi Yochalim ben Zakkai had five Talmudin and he was as Shivchan. And when it came to Rabbi bin Horkinus, that he was a bar surj, you know that he was a like a cistern pot vessel that wouldn't lose a tippa. part of it, of course, is a reflection of his brilliance. But we know that Rabbi bin Horkinus did not grow up, what we would call today, in a home that was promoting Talmud Torah. And therefore, he was driven, if you look at the different agaditas about his life, to learn Torah. And sometimes we see that someone who missed years of Talmud Torah is driven by the moments that he or she still has left to live a life of observance and to live a life of Talmud Torah. So it could be that M'uvas lo, Yuchal Luskon, from a technical perspective, would be accurate, but from a qualitative perspective, a person may be able to learn with more intensity. I stressed this idea as recently in Eretz Yisrael, to the idea that a lost moment for someone that is learning, especially in the year or two in Eretz Yisrael, can never be recaptured. But I'm talking to them in the month of Teves they shouldn't regret too much what they haven't done up until this point, just drive a little bit harder. So sometimes that sense of some guilt, regret, could drive us, if not quantitatively, to make up for what we lost, but qualitatively, and maybe even with the intensity, we could make up for some of the quantity as well. The last piece that I want to discuss is how we apply some of these halachos of tashlumim to Bizman Hazed, not dealing with the Chagiga, but dealing with Tefillah. The Rambam, quoting from our Gemara, from our Mishnah, in Chagiga, Herak Aleph, discusses, over Halacha discusses Ovar Halacha, Ovar Haregel, V'loh And then he says, quoting the Pasuk from Koheles, that we have here in our Gemara. When you look into the Rambam in Hilchus Tzfilah, Messias Kapayim, Perik Yimel, Halachah the Rambam here is discussing a person who misses davening. When you look into the Shulchan Aruch in Simon Kuf Ches, which is one of the places, the main place, where this Halacha is discussed, so the Shulchan Aruch combines really two different situations where Tashlumen, where making up a Tzfilah would be required. One is this situation where, for whatever reason, as we'll see, a person misses a davening. You really have to do this analysis for every davening. Shachris, Mincha, Mutzuf, As well as Mishetah, a person who makes a mistake. You don't say, Mashrach, when you're supposed to say it. You say the wrong thing. You don't say, Yalav, The Rambam, in the the CS is called Misha Avar The Rambam is focusing on what's more parallel to our Gemara, where you over Zman, you already passed the time, and according to what the Rambam is saying over here, which is not only based on our Gemara, but mostly the issue here is based on a Gemara in Brachos, is basically it's too late if it's Bemezid. bemazed means you purposefully decided that you're not davening. Now you also have two other categories, and those categories, when you look into the Shulchan Aruch Kufchas, you'll find this in the Rambam as well, but the Shulchan Aruch spells out in many of the situations. A person is Shikr, they became drunk, and then slept through davening, they fell asleep, they were involved in other things, and other things over here does not necessarily mean a mitzvah because if a person is involved in a mitzvah the entire time the person wouldn't have the fear of tefillah again, you have to do an analysis is is a type of mitzvah that maybe could have been done quickly and then you could get to davening this is a big discussion I actually saw this fascinating um, drisha that is on the tour in Yerodeah in Shin Mem Aleph. And the other discussion, which is quoted by many contemporary post is if a person is Oseep mitzvah, then that would be similar to a person who's in the status of Aninus, where the Taz says there's no need for Tashlumen, because the Mitzvah wasn't really relevant to you at that time. This comes up sometimes in uh, medical shilas. A doctor is involved in a uh, in surgery. It's not considered to be in onis, he's actually Oseik B'mitzvah. This is a very famous pshak of Rabbi Shlomo Zalm Nurbach. The Nishmas uh, brings this down. But going back to our situations, what's being addressed in this Rambam, as well as in the Shopeh Marek, is where a person missed out either because it was an accident, a shogeg, or an onis. Now, when the Hagos Hamaymanis comments on this Rambam, he quotes the pasuk from Kohelas that we have of which is really connected directly back to Chagiga the question that we have to deal with is how does the Tashlomim play out there's a sefer that's very popular in Eretz Israel you really see this everywhere in Israel it's just starting to make its way to America Penine Halacha by Rev. Elazar Malami. And uh, he's a Rosh Hashivah in Har Bracha. There are many, many volumes. I think we ordered from the shul 18 volumes in Hebrew. There's also a smaller English edition. And there's a whole curriculum for students, especially in the areas of tefillah. I just read recently a review of a, a couple of volumes of his Shutim of Sheles and Shuvos. So he has a fascinating section on Tashlumim in his Hilchos Tefillah. He brings down many opinions. It's basically re- relying on the Mishnabura. And he deals with probably what is the most common situation where Tashlumen would be relevant. And that's where a person does a in Marav. And I'll try to explain why Marav is so unique and a great example to learn from. Now, the idea of why Marav is relevant is already addressed in the Gemara Meshachas Brachas. The Gemara Meshachas Brachas says that after a day of work, a person should make sure to Davin Marav, take in his learning, say Kriya Shema, because once you end up going home and definitely uh, having a meal and taking a little bit of a nap, the cat nap in, turns into uh, waking up the next morning. What he addresses, which is mostly based on the Mishnah as well as the Prima Godin, is could you be Yoche your Tashlumim? through the Khazar sashats of shacharis the next day. What do we mean? The way Tashlumin basically functions is you have to make it up at the next daveni. Once you move past the next daveni, you can't fix it anymore. There is a concept of having a Tzfilas and a Dava, which the Mishnah Brewer and most posts today say, we don't rely on. It's hard enough to concentrate the first time then to start giving voluntary Philos that are based on doubt so the way it works is if you miss chakras a person will daven mincha and then will daven a second shmona esrei the first one being for mincha the second one being for chakras now there is a question when exactly should the second shmona esrei take place rav malam made suggestion is that it shouldn't take place until davening is over. It shouldn't be during Khazar HaShatz. And I believe the theory here, and not all agree, is that the theory here is as we explained before based on the Rambam and other Rishonim, Chazarit Sashatz has an independent value. A person shouldn't miss out on that. Other Akronim will say it's true that Khazar Sashatz has an independent value. It's not there as a makeup for a person who missed davening, but this is when davening is relevant to you. Once Chazars Shots is over, then we're no longer in the Shmona Estheray realm. But Rev Malame's response to that would be, "But we're still in the Tzfila realm," and he actually suggests that the makeup should take place at the end of davening before a person leaves. But what happens with Mariv? So amazingly. The Primagadim, and this is brought down La Halacha, by the Mishnah Baruch, says that since Mariv in real principle is a rishus even though it's become accepted definitely by men as a Chiyav, but therefore you have no issue to satisfy your Mariv through the Chazar tashat of Chakras. Now, this doesn't address the issue that Rav Malamed addresses, which is as far as what happens to the fact that you are supposed to be focused on Tfila's Hatsibor during Khazar hashats. And that is why Rav Malamed really doesn't see this as a lechachila. He explains it based on the prima that it's a But the bottom line is, I think what people do practice is if they miss mariv, they will satisfy through Khazar hashats if they're able to pay attention during chakras. I think that's a common... Uh, Practice, if someone would ask me, I would say ideally would not be to approach it that way. It's to listen to Khazar Sashats, focus on Khazar Sashats as an independent entity, Triolus Hatzibor, and then either right afterwards or towards the end of the davening, make up the Shimon Esperate. So again, each case is going to be different, but I wanted to present to you some of the options and how this ties back to Aragumara. Have a great week at Talmud Torah.